Ms. Lisa Kimmel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just a little bit curious. Edelman is a PR and marketing company. Why did you establish this trust barometer? How does this work? So this year is the 20th anniversary of the Edelman Trust Barometer. And 20 years ago, when um, the Battle of Seattle World Trade Organization protests, during that time, we actually started to see this rise in the influence of NGOs. And based on that, Richard Edelman realized that there was an opportunity for us to create some IP specifically related to trust in various institutions, business, media, government, and NGOs. And so over the last 20 years, we've been tracking the rise and fall of trust in those institutions, and it really helps to inform our thinking as we provide recommendations to our clients um, related to their reputation. What, what's happened this time around? Apparently, if I'm looking at your statistics, trust seems to be generally in institutions going down. Correct. And we've seen that over time, and particularly since 2008 and the global uh, financial crisis. There's a, been between government and business, trust in those two institutions has become more disparate. So we've gradually seen this decline in trust, particularly in government. This year, what we've seen, though, is, is that Business is kind of tapering off in terms of or leveling off in terms of level of trust. And there's a realization that with so many problems in the world today that what we really need is for institutions to be partnering so that they can bring their individual strengths to the table to uh, solve today's problems. So as an example, 76% of Canadians are very concerned about losing their job. They also believe that their economic uh, future and prospects, that they're going to be worse off five years from now. So when it comes to the future of work, respondents believe that government is most trusted when it comes to protecting workers, employees in a gig economy, in a growing gig economy, whereas business is most trusted to provide workforce retraining. So bring them together and they can hopefully successfully address the problem around employment in the future. There are two scales in the uh, report, continued distrust, and it shows that Canada has, has dropped a few places in there. W what does that measure exactly? So what we do is um, we create what we call a trust index, which is the average trust scores across the four institutions that we measure, media, government, business, and NGOs. And then we put together an index of the 28 markets that we look at globally. And for the last couple of years, amongst the general population in Canada, we've fallen, Canada has fallen into that neutral category, but it has actually declined year over year uh, by three points for the general population. And then we also look at what we call the informed public, which are those people who are college educated. They're in the top quartile of household incomes in their age group. And they're also higher consumers of media. That informed public is generally um, trusting of institutions, and they are in Canada, but we also saw a seven-point year-over-year drop as well. And so that to me is interesting because 
because we have the historical data over 20 years' time, what we typically see is that when there is a, a, an, an election, that there is a spike in trust across all institutions, but in particular in government. And this survey was in field right at the time of the federal election, and we actually saw a decline. So that's contrary what, to what we typically see. I think that you certainly saw during the federal election that there was growing political tension. We also saw that the east-west divide is, um, is very real um, and hasn't been addressed. And then I think from an economic standpoint, we still have a lot of uncertainty as well. We still have an unratified USMCA. We continue to have uh, a tense relationship with China, obviously issues around the pipeline. And so all of that's creating significant anxiety. And I think Canadians are questioning the ability of our institutions and in particular government to actually address those challenges. Well, another chart in the, in the, in the report is, is ethics. What is it actually measuring? Yes. So what we looked at um, this year for the first time were what are the actual drivers or dimensions of trust? And the two that are most important are competence, so the ability for an institution or an organization to actually get things done, and secondly, ethics. Will they do the right thing? And what we found from that um, analysis was that ethics is three times more important than is competence. And you can break down ethics into integrity, dependability, and purpose. So people are looking to um, organizations to behave in the right way, in an ethical way, with integrity. Are they going to um, be fair and honest in their dealings. Those are the kinds of initiatives that um, increasingly uh, respondents, and including in Canada, are looking for from organizations. Now, Ms. Kimmel, one of the things I understand also is that uh, the idea of capitalism is, <laughs> is becoming less trustworthy, and not just in Canada, but worldwide. It is the case. So we, in Canada specifically, and this was the first time that we asked this question, but 47% of Canadians believe that uh, capitalism as it exists today does more harm than it does good, which is very troublesome. Well, what about the, the, the media now? Because that's one of the institutions. Is this mainstream media, newspapers, radio stations, or does this include the, the growing trend of online things? So it is all of the above. What we look at is trust in the various types of media when it comes to general sources for news and information. Traditional media in this country is most trusted, always has been most trusted, um, and it's actually higher than the global average by four points. And perhaps not surprisingly, um, ahead of the U.S. traditional media by nine points. That said, we have seen a decline year over year in traditional media, and I think a lot of that does probably have to do with, um, you know, questions when you think about coverage around the federal election, is it biased, is it not? Some of the coverage was, was questionable. Now, we also look at other kinds of media, search engines, which uh, follow traditional media in terms of, of trust, 
owned media, so a company's own websites, blogs, etc. And then, not surprisingly, social media is least trusted, uh, just amongst 26% of respondents, and we've continued to see uh, the trust in social media uh, continuing to decline. So to, to sum up, what would we take from this? I mean, I'm sort of understanding that there seems to be a growing sense of dissatisfaction with the way the world is working, and, and even here in Canada. Correct. There, Because of all of this anxiety, the fears that people have at a personal level around their future economic prosperity, uh, their their job in the future, um, that we don't trust organizations, institutions to actually address these challenges, that really it's a call to action to leaders across all institutions, um, and in particular CEOs, to step up to have to lead with purpose, to take action, to take a stand, to speak up on the issues that matter most to their stakeholders, because the expectations that stakeholders, including employees, have of their CEOs, their leaders, um, are increasing over time. And so this is really uh, what we're doing is trying to encourage CEOs to take these insights, these findings, and turn them into action in terms of what it is that they can do to actually drive um, positive social change. Where does the growing inequality gap fit into all of this? I mean, you have, for example, the the 1%, the CEOs and other uber-rich people Mm -hmm. seemingly get richer and richer while the middle class is shrinking and the lower class is growing kind of thing. How does it fit into this, perhaps, and the the dissatisfaction? Well, I think it... It it absolutely does. And so one of the issues, when we ask um, uh, respondents about the need for CEOs to step up, um, one of the issues that they actually identify as as an issue to take a stand on is around income inequality specifically, because that's the kind of issue that drives that trust inequality gap. Um, So it is certainly something that does need to be addressed. Now, one of the things that leaders certainly can do, both in government and in business, is providing the reskilling of uh, their workforces in order to help um, maintain the incomes and, and the opportunity for um, economic, personal economic growth in the future. Ms. Lisa Kimmel, thank you so much for this. Thank you.